Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 247 of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here today. And today we have a fun one from Stone's Gambling Hall playing 5510 No Limit. AZ has aces. Doesn't seem fair. You go to the gambling hall, presumably to gamble, and sometimes your opponents get aces? Doesn't seem right. Anyway, AZ has the aces. And he's under the gun plus one and decides not to raise, but to limp. Now, in my book, I have it right here, Strategies for Beating Small Stakes Poker Cash Games, I make it very clear, you do not want to limp with your aces. Now, why do you not want to limp with your aces? Because if your opponents are playing well, they're going to realize that first off, if you're playing tightly, as I think AZ is, we've covered a few hands and he hasn't even put a chip in the pot, they shouldn't be messing around against your limps. You're highly likely to have a good hand, right? We discuss in this book, tricky limpers. Don't mess around with tricky limpers. You can get this book, by the way, at jonathanlittlepoker.com books. Just scroll down until you find it. It's a green book. Anyway, um, whenever you're against a tricky limper, meaning someone who could have a very strong limping range, just don't raise them, right? Or if you do raise them, raise them with hands like ace-jack that you can easily fold if they re-raise you. Uh, be very, very careful in spots like this because raising too wide and raising too aggressively will get you in a lot of trouble. That said, if we are playing in a game where people just can't help themselves. They see a limp and they think, this limp must be weak because all limpers are weak. Well, then maybe there actually is some merit to limping the aces. Let's take a look. Let's see how much action the aces get. It'll either be a little or a lot, I bet. <laughs> so, AZ limps. Dan, with king, queen of diamonds in the cutoff, raises to 60 bucks. Perfectly fine, perfectly reasonable. Um, by the way, if... I thought AZ was a tricky limper, meaning I thought his limping range was really just like aces, kings, queens, and ace, king. I would not raise the king, queen of diamonds. I would limp behind. Now, you have to think your opponent is particularly strong when they limp to justify that play, but it very often is just going to be right. Anyway, he does raise the king, queen of diamonds, and that's certainly defendable. Now, Basie, who's been involved in, I think, Every video so far, since we've started going over this game, calls in the small blind with pocket eights, which is perfectly fine. Davo, 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 listen, Davo, we have to have a heart to heart here. You are too splashy. Davo has played ace seven offsuit, queen eight suited, and king, queen ten offsuit now to a raise. All of those hands should have not had a chip put in the pot. I know it's not fun to sit there and fold the queen ten offsuit, or especially the queen eight suited, but. In this scenario, facing a second position raise, I'm sorry, a cutoff raise, and a call from the player in the small blind, queen 10 is just in such bad shape. Terrible shape. And you're out of position. When you're out of position and you're going to be really dominated, just don't put a chip in the pot. You are going to have significantly better success if you just plug this one leak. All right. Anyway, he calls queen 10 offsuit in the big blind. The wolf... And the third blind, the wolf has also been involved in a lot of pots. He's taking his time. When people take their time in spots like this where usually they're just going to call or fold, well, that means they're more likely to re-raise, doesn't it? And sure enough, there he goes. He lines up a raise and he re-raises, puts in the third bet with a mystery hand. 
He makes it 340 bucks. Okay, so we had a limp under the gun. Close enough. We had a cutoff raise of 60, small blind call, big blind call, third blind, now makes it 340. It's probably a little bit big sizing, but you know, fine. You can make it a little bit smaller than pot whenever there is substantial action before you. Like right here, pot size raise would be to three times the last bet, so three times 60, plus, plus all the additional money in the pot. So 180 plus 60 plus 60 is 300, plus a little bit more, so call it 310 or 320. He made it 330 or 340, which is about a pot size raise from out of position. You do want him to normally make it a little bit more, but once you're starting to risk a large chunk of your stack, and the wolf here is putting in 340 out of his 1800, or you know the other players roughly a thousand or thirteen hundred. Um, you have to be a little bit more cautious, uh, or make it a little bit smaller. That way you can conceivably fold when you are bluffing. Now, what would you be bluffing here? You'd be bluffing with stuff like Ace Queen Offsuit, Ace Jack Offsuit, maybe Ace Jack suited, maybe King Queen suited, maybe hands like that. And then you'd be re-raising for value with Aces Kings Queens and Ace King. All right, back around to AZ. So AZ only started this hand with 1300 bucks and the wolf has now put in 340. So what should AZ do? Do you call or do you re-raise? Well, if you call, you risk a cascade of calls, which is not exactly what you want because all the pairs are gonna be getting decent implied odds. Funny enough, he's not against any pair. Actually, he is against Bazy with eights. I think you still just wanna go ahead and re-raise though. This is really the problem with Limp re-raising with aces. I mean, this is like the dream scenario, right? Going back to my book, this should never happen. This is not what's supposed to happen when you limp with the aces if your opponents are paying attention. Now, for all I know, AZ is just an absolute weak, passive limper who limps everything. He's probably not. He doesn't look like it. But if he is, then maybe this action takes place every once in a while. But if AZ is just a tight limper, this just shouldn't happen. Sorry, AZ, for blowing up your spot. Um, okay, should AZ re-raise? I mean, you should probably put in like a min re-raise and just try to get all the money from the wolf. It went up to 340. It looks like AZ's putting in about 800 bucks. 800 out of 1300. So the problem with this now is that once you put in 800 out of 1300, are you ever folding? Obviously you're not, right? This is again a play that is not going to work well at all if your opponents are going to play well and realize, okay, you're obviously not bluffing, you must have the aces. <laughs> if you're not bluffing and you have the aces, then clearly we just can't put any money in. Basie looked annoyed as he folded his ace. He's like, can you believe this? I have to fold eights now. Devo spending some time before folding. Now back around to the wolf. The wolf is annoyed. He's like, man, can't believe this. I mean, the wolf just clearly has, what, ace king, given he's giving it some thought. Maybe queen, maybe eight, maybe kings, maybe queens. I mean, listen, when under the gun Limpery raises you, unless he does it a lot, you just have to know the guy has aces. All right, so now let's think about this. Because um, it turns out the wolf is actually giving this some thought and we still don't know what his cards are. In this scenario, the wolf has to put in 470 to win a pot that's going to go up to $1,900, $1,800. So he's getting pretty good pot odds. The problem though, is that if AZ has exactly aces, you're never getting the right pot odds. And if AZ has exactly aces and kings, you're not getting the right pot odds unless you have ace-king where you're blocking it to death. But even then, I mean, you're still not good, right? 
Um, in order to justify calling with almost anything here, you need to know your opponent has aces, kings, queens, ace, king, and then you can start splashing around a bit. But I'm not sure that's the case. I mean, we only have a sample of one here, right? But I'm telling you all, when it goes limp, raise, call, 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 re-raise, re-re-raise, that guy has aces. So you need to fold. Let's see what the wolf does. He's t thinking it over. He's looks like he's having a party right now. Thinking, hmm, can I outdraw the aces? The commentators on the show are having a good time. They're like, well, he obviously has aces. He limp re-raised. But here he goes. The wolf decides to splash around. So the wolf must have kings. Actually, I don't know if he must have kings. I would not be shocked if the wolf has all sorts of stuff here. Ace-queen suited. Ace-king suited. Ace-jack suited. I mean, for, for all I know, maybe he has king-queen offsuit. I don't know. Anyway, he calls. Our flop now comes 9-6-2. Remember, AZ only has $500 left. Pot is $1,800. So... Is there any world where AZ folds? Not with aces, of course, but with any part of his range. I would essentially say no. The wolf, though, looks like he's now going to lead all in. So the wolf leads all in, which... I guess it's fine. All right, so they do get all the money in. And the wolf had, wow, king, queen of hearts. So he flopped a backdoor flush draw with two overcards. But he's drawing pretty much dead. Um, should the wolf have stuck around in this hand? First things first, when it goes limp, call, 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 call. Just call your king, queen of hearts. Do not three bat. I know it's a good hand. Maybe it's a reasonable bluff hand, but in that scenario, just see the flop, especially if you're against a tricky limper. Next, when you get four bet there, you just have to fold. Even if you're against aces, kings, queens, and ace, king, you still probably just want to fold. I mean, I understand at that point you're almost getting the right price, but you're still probably not. I mean, you're not. Just do the math. You're not. You need to fold. And um, in this scenario, well, he got maximally punished because he was against one of the hands that dominates him. You never really want to be playing for all your money when, best case, you have three outs. So, um, anyway, AZ scoops a big pot. He's loving life. Going back to this, my book. Um, if AZ read my book, he, he probably would not have done this. Or, you know... Maybe he would have, because the book says to exploit the opponent's tendencies. If we know the wolf can't help himself, and we know the players in these games can't help themselves, and they love to raise limpers, and they love to re-raise, they love to squeeze, against players like this, these are the players you want to be trapping, because they are going to fall right into your trap. If your opponents are going to easily sidestep it, I mean, listen, if this was a tough game, if AZ tries this limp, the king-queen suited that raised initially is going to limp behind. Pocket eights is going to limp behind. Queen-ten offsuit is going to limp behind. King-queen suited is going to check the big blind. They're going to see a flop with 60 bucks in it. That's what happens when your opponents are going to be playing very well. Here, though, the opponents, they were gambling. They knew they were coming to the, gam coming to the gambling hall today. That's what they signed up for. And that's why it's very important to know who you are playing against and adjust accordingly. Do not think that you can sit there and play like a mindless robot and crush your opponents because... If you do, you're going to leave a ton of money on the table. So anyway, AZ um, crushed his opponents today, and he has tons of money. That's fun. 
We'll be back next week with another fun hand from this cash game. If you're enjoying going through these cash game hands, let me know. If you want to see more tournaments, they have sit and goes at Stone's Gambling Hall. That might be fun. Um, or anything else, let me know. I, I will do my best to accommodate you all. You all make this show. If you are not here watching or listening, it would not be happening. So thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate you all. And I'll talk to you next week.